Are you tired of building up stylists only to have them leave and go work at a salon down the street or become your competition? I have seen that happen so many times. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about what are the solutions, how can you solve it, and is there a way to prevent it before it even becomes an issue all on today's show. Let's do it. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas, and barbershops and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is the Salon Owner Evo Revo Show. Today's podcast is brought to you by Salon Scale, allowing you to charge by what you know, not by what you feel. What's going on? Welcome to today's show. My name is Jason Everett, and with me is uh, the other co-founder of the High Performance Salon Academy, Mr. Doug Campbell. What's up, dude? How's it going? Good to be here. Dude, glad, glad to have you on. And by the way, if you're on with us live, could you do me a favor and just comment live? Because we love to say what's up to the people who are joining us live. So good to see you. Thanks for being here. And today's topic, I think, Doug, comes up <clears throat> so many times. I, I think this is the topic that people get frustrated about more than anything. Is they say, you know what, Jason? I am sick and tired of having people come and take advantage of me and my salon and what I'm doing. And they just come in and they take, 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 take. And as soon as they have enough guests, they leave me and they become my competition down the street. It's really frustrating. And so, you know what? I'm just not gonna invest in people anymore or I'm gonna keep my team really small with a tight group of just a couple of my friends and we're gonna run a salon and not let people come in and just steal guests and leave. If you can relate to that or you felt that way, and I know I kind of was over dramatic, so you might be like, well, I'm not like that, Jason. But if you've heard people say a version of that, do me a favor and say, that's me, or type a version in the chat. If you've heard people who've said a version of that, Doug, have you heard that before? Have you felt, you ever felt like that as a salon owner? Yeah, I mean, I've heard that before. And, and I I mean, it's, it's a real frustration. And the, I think the problem is- It's is real, it, it's real. It's yeah. not like it's made up. Subconsciously, you start, uh, Ma making that kind of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're, you're totally. concerned about it. It's happened a couple of times. So now then you hold back and you, you've got that underflow there of, you know, art, and so you're not giving everything that you need to give to the person because you've been burned before. And so now then it's like, well, that one leaves too because they didn't feel like they really connected right. with you or whatever the deal is. Right. Because you're like, you I'm not going to. Right. Yeah. And so you start creating more of the, the problem instead of figuring out what the solution is. So today, I think we're gonna talk about a few things that are actually a solution uh, that you yeah. can start implementing that can prevent it from happening. You know, I, was, I don't know why this song is in my head, but have you ever heard the song, Doug, where it's like, the first cut is the deepest, right? And it talks about like how, I don't know why I felt like singing today. Um, but the idea is this like, idea is like, you know, it's that for, it's a scorned lover. It's like you're the first time you had a relationship and they burned you really bad. And it's the same thing in the salon spa space. You had one person that you thought, and right, this is it. You thought they were gonna be your pro, they were your protege. They were sitting with you, you trained them, you built them up, you gave them maybe some of your best clientele, and you thought that they were just gonna do an incredible thing, and maybe one day they would take over the salon and, and they could run the place, and you were really excited. And then one day they're like, hey, uh, can you talk after work on uh, Wednesday? I just, I just need to have a quick conversation with you. And you're like, oh, damn, right? Have you had that text message? It's like, do you have time to talk on Thursday? And it's like, you, your butt puckers, you're like, oh man, 
uh, we got a problem, I need to deal with this. And so you have somebody who leaves and goes, hey, I'm leaving and I'm taking, and this is the, this is the slice that cuts the deepest duck. I'm taking my guests with me, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the one. He's like, I'm taking all of my guests, I'm taking my guests with me and I'm going down the street. I'm opening a new salon. Oh, and by the way, I'm also taking Cindy, Sarah and Colleen with me and we're going down the street to open up a new salon. Don't worry, it's it's a block and a half away from here, so nobody will yeah, know. And we're using the same name. That. Just back is, is that, you know, I, yeah, but I want to let you know, I, I love you and I, I appreciate yeah, everything I that really you've done for me. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I, I mean, I think that's sincere on their part, but there again, <laughs> it is. So it's, part, it's part of the problem that we're talking about that we're going to address today a little bit is that what they've done is they've got to the point where they no longer see a viable future yes. in your salon. They see, That's they right. see, I, I've hit a roadblock in order for me to get, have the career that I want to have. I have to go somewhere else. I appreciate everything that you've given to me, but I don't see my future here anymore. So I think it's yeah. one well, of the that, problems that we yeah. have to solve. So, so, so number one, and this is going to hurt you. So if I, if I punch you in the face, as I said, with all the love in my heart, it's called a love punch. Welcome to the high performance salon Academy. Okay, is I, I think I'm wearing my jacket with a love punch on the back. Am I wearing my jacket? Yeah, yep, I got my love yep. punch, my love punch jacket. So be prepared, right? Here's your love punch for the day is that's because they feel like they've learned everything they've learned from you and they've outgrown you. That's really what it means. And it doesn't mean that they're necessarily a better stylist than you. Like, oh, I, I couldn't learn any more from you there. What it means is, is that they've run out of future with you and people leave when they've run out of future because they feel like, well, you know what? I've gone about as far as I can go. And like, if I, if I keep staying here, and by the way, that might be other people whispering in their head, why don't you own your salon? Why do you still work for Doug? Or why do you still work for whatever? Like you could do that on your own. Don't you do all the same stuff they do? And they have that entrepreneurial seizure as they call it in the, the book, the e-myth. They have that entrepreneurial seizure and they go, I could do all this stuff. I could show up and run the salon and I could go to the store and buy supplies and I could get a lease down the street and I could do all these things. But number one, the biggest thing we're talking about is they run out of future right? They run out of a future. So think about this. If you have an associate program built and it talks about how do you go from level one, two, three, four, and usually these are people in a level four and maybe they've got an associate or something like that. And they're like, you know what? I do most of the work around here. Anyway, I'm the biggest contributor to this salon. So I'm going to, I'm going to go take that somewhere else and I'm going to get, and I'm going to make more commission than I could here. And so sometimes what it's like, well, they cap out their commission. They don't see any more opportunity. Uh, maybe they're like, you know, I'm not really being led anymore. Because again, once they get to a certain size, Doug, I think another mistake that salons do is like, why well, I don't really have anything for you. I don't, I don't really, I can't coach anymore. Just keep doing what you're doing or just, just stay on it. And so part of it is creating a future for them. And I want to talk about this if you, if you've never considered it, is I think there's another opportunity here to plant a seed very early. And we'll talk about hiring because that's another that's another one of the secrets we'll get to in just a minute. Uh, but we'll talk about hiring differently. But I think one of the things you might want to plant in their mind very early is like, look, I want to help you become a really incredible stylist. And then at some point, if you ever want to grow and you want to open your own salon, like I would love to partner with you to open a new salon. Or maybe you can become a shareholder in the salon that we are because I'm building something incredible and I'm looking for other people to do it with me. Would you be interested in that future? And then as they get to the point where they're really producing and doing whatever, you say, look, when are you ready to open a salon? I'd love to be in business with you. Now, can I just say, I'm sure I've triggered everybody's drama with that. As they're like, well, I don't want to just be in business with anybody. And I, you know, this, I've worked really, really hard to do this. Why would I bring in a shareholder? And they'd certainly have to pay top dollar. Like you already have your own arguments. 
So I know even as I say that you're starting to make your own arguments, but Doug, what are some of the advantages of bringing in shareholders into your company uh, and allowing them to partner with you? Because isn't it just like you're, I'm saying this kind of sarcastically, you're just chopping up the pie. You only have so much pie to give. And if you bring in a shareholder, they're just going to eat into some of the pie you're taking. Yeah. I mean, that's where people's mindset gets stuck in the, well, I've worked so hard to build all this up and I sacrificed so much. And now then right. I get, so say if I was, if I was making $50,000 a year or a hundred thousand dollars a year off my salon and I sell 20% of it, well, now I'm down. Yeah. If I was making a hundred now I'm to 80 and it, yeah. I, I don't know, I feel good about this. So the idea, and, and it's a progression too. I mean, I, you don't just go, Ooh, you're a, a high producing uh, stylist for me. You want to be a shareholder. People do that, and I think it's a huge mistake. You, you got to start yeah. off with a yeah, yeah, yeah. First. I don't want you to leave, so be a shareholder. Right. So we want, we want to grow people up through first a leadership team, which your leadership team is mostly going to be concerned about the culture. They want to have a really great place to work, mm -hmm. and that's super helpful for you as the owner because it, you've got a group think going on. How do we make this a great place? So now it's right. one of the things yeah. that they see. That, their their input is valued and their input gets put into place so that is an added bonuses and now i i'm heard here that's one of the things too when people don't feel like they're heard that's another and part of they're going to leave mm -hmm. and so then from the leadership team then you start from there you grow people into that wants to be shareholders so now they go yep. from a culture mindset they go to a profit mindset because you've got so to good, educate them on what that looks like and so yeah. now then it's like yeah. but it's yeah, they don't know they're not going to do it yeah Culture is still super important. So it's like, yeah, we got to protect the culture because that's what makes us profitable because people love to work here and clients love yeah. coming in here because it feels good. Uh, so, but then right. they're also concerned, how can we sell more? How can we be more efficient? So that there's said so the idea is we want to grow our profit percentage and we want to grow our volume so that now then mm -hmm. if I was making $100,000 a year profit off my business, I bring more profit minded people on that help me think and help me grow the business right. the way right. that it needs to, then that's whenever I can take things to a totally another level. Yeah. And, and self-confession time. If I can, if I can self-confess oh. over there, <laughs> Hey, we got a guest, we got a bonus yeah. guest over there. She, she's uh, home sick think, from school today. So, oh, poor, poor Adeline. Well, good. To, I hope she's feeling better. And uh, um, yeah, I think one of the things that I, is really, really important in my mind that I think people don't get, and, I, and by the way, this is self-confession self time here, Doug. If you can put on uh, your, your uh, what am I trying to say? Your confessional uh, collar for me. I know you got your cross necklace, but confessional collar for me. Um, you know, we had this situation and, I, and I'm, I'm totally willing to share this. Like I had built a company and run it for, you know, about seven, eight years uh, as we were growing the business and getting to where we needed to go. And then I, we, I brought you on as a partner. And for me, that was one of the biggest challenges as I, as I started out, I'm like, dude, I spent a lot of time building this thing up. Like, how does it grow? And what do we do? And how do we make something really better even work? And for me, one of the biggest challenges that kind of came up and continued to be a part of that is that I was like, well, wait, I, I'm not really sure. Like, and, and it was hard for me to like, let go of the things I needed to let go of and bring you in at the level that we really wanted to do. And I didn't realize at the time that Jason plus Doug became uh, 10 times what I was at the time. Does that make sense? Like for right. all of you guys out there, it's like, it shouldn't be Doug comes in and like takes from what I had. It was Doug comes in and with two of us added together, made it 10 times bigger than the than either one of us by ourselves. It makes it, I think it makes it, it's easier to do because it's not all on your shoulders. It's not all on your brain. You get other brains to help you grow it. 
and it, it increases your capacities now because somebody was like well no i've got one location that's all i can do that's all i can handle well when you grow your team that you grow your size of your company so you can do other locations and it's easier because you got other people helping you that are profit-minded along the way so right. then yeah. It, because that, that's the thing that stops a lot of people. It's like, I don't know. It's so hard to get to here. It's like, yeah, but you don't have to do it by yourself. Yeah, if yeah, you bring on yeah, the right yeah. people, then things grow and it's not as big of a lift. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I think that that's, that's point number one, right? Is they run out of future. They don't understand their career path. They're not sure what they can do. And so they go, you know what? I don't see the future that I want to have here. And again, remember, if you talk about this, we're going to talk about this when we come back from the break is if you don't hire them right in the first place with this mindset of like where they're going to go after they kind of top out in their reality, then yes, they're going to say, well, you know what? And, and you can't catch it. Like it's, it's, you're, you're going to miss it when they get to the point where they're like, you know what? I think I've outgrown it. They're going to start putting plans in place. And by the time they've come to you, they've already put plans to exit and you're not going to stop it. So we're going to talk about how to go back to the very beginning of the relationship in hiring and make sure that you hire them right in the first place. You have the best conversations. So they stay with you long-term, including if non-competes are a good idea, all after the short break, we'll be right back. Hey, HPSA listeners, let me ask you this. Are you tired of not knowing what your hair color is costing you on every appointment and watching it chew up your profit? Well, with Salon Scale, we take the guesswork out for you. Using a mobile app paired with a Bluetooth scale, Salon Scale will tell you exactly what your color is costing you on every bowl mix down to the ground. As you mix, Salon Scale will also digitally store your formulas and track how much product is being used in real time. So you can manage your inventory, cover your expenses, and generate more profit in your salon. Use promo code HPSA10 to get 10% off an annual subscription. Salon Scale, the new standard for mixing color. So we're chatting about how to actually make sure that you hire the right people on and that you have them up in the first place, that they're ready to go, that they will not come to you at some point and say, hey, Doug, I'm ready to open my own salon down the street. How do you actually make sure that you get them to be on in the first place? And I, I think, like we said, the issue is that they run out of future. The issue is, is that they don't see themselves in the salon anymore. And again, if you don't frame it in the very beginning to see like who's got, and, and Doug, I think there's some people who have more entrepreneurial tendencies in general, that are gonna come and work for you that say like, hey man, at one one day, I'd love to own my salon, that's why I wanted to get a part of this. And then there's people that at some point will, will look at the salon very, very differently and just wanna be employees and work for you for the rest of your life. So what kind of questions do you think, Doug, you could ask in the very early stages to kind of identify maybe some of these entrepreneurial tendencies that people have? Do you have any ideas on that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think when in the interviewing process, you just gotta to learn to ask the right questions and let them know, it's like, look, we're gonna invest a lot of time and effort here and it's like, but you have the opportunity and go ahead and plant the seed there and see how they react to it. Not everybody's yes, going to you have the opportunity to grow right. and maybe become a part of you a leadership team, a ownership team. Yeah, leadership team opportunity. There's there's you know different things that you can do, like our Bible artistry yeah. team yeah. is something that people look forward to be able to get on. Uh, it's like all these all these opportunities that you have, and some people aren't, but they want to know that 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 room is there, right? That they may never be one that wants to become a shareholder for you, but they still want to know that that's there. They don't want to know that they hit a ceiling at a certain point because then they immediately, when they start getting close to that, are looking out the window to go somewhere else. So one of the things mm -hmm. that we do, I used to not necessarily be a fan of them, but with the way the world has shifted in the last five or so years, um, yeah. is a, a non compete. Get a good non compete. 
And so I say, look, you know, we want people that want just that want a future with us. And if you, I want to know up front if you do, if you see your future with us, because this is what we're doing. Explain what the non-compete is. Ours is they can't work within seven miles of our salon, any of our locations, uh, for one year if they leave it. So, it's, so it's got to be, yeah, you know, work with your lawyer, make sure that it is. It doesn't prevent them from being and at work. depending on depending on what what state you're in. There's different laws and regulations on that. So just be aware because California has issues enforcing a non-compete. So just be aware. You need to check your local state and laws and talk with your attorney. But yeah, but by dropping that out, I, Doug, I think you said this really well. By dropping that out in the conversation, by the way, if you are in California, check with your check with your lawyer. But you can do things like, uh, you know, have things about non-solicitation of your existing clients. So it, it doesn't necessarily create a non-compete. They can have a non-solicitation for the clients that you have, which will kind of act like a non-compete. So talk to your attorney. There's some interesting ways to do that a little differently, depending on where you are. But Doug, you said this right before we went live on the podcast is you were talking about as soon as you bring up the non-compete, right? As soon as you bring up the non-compete, all of a sudden what starts to happen is that they either get really squirmy on you, right? They get really squirmy and start going like, I don't know about that non-compete. Like that's not exactly how I how I want to do it. And and that is a good sign or a good trigger for you to know if this person is tr is already in the mindset of I'm going to work there for a little while, build up my business and leave. Right. Like you're trying to screen for that early because nobody's going to come in and say, hey, Doug, I really want to work for you until I get enough clients at this great salon that you right. built up. And then I can go booth rent down the street or start my own salon. They're not going to tell you that. But if you if you bust out that non-compete and they flinch. Well, you right. know that their future plan is already to do something different. And it lets you know if you're in the right, if you're talking to the right person. Right. And you got to have, yeah. So you got to have the conversation, uh, you know, as you lead up, because you know, the sad part about it is, is a lot of cosmetology schools for whatever reason, whatever, you know, genius thought that it was a good idea to right. plant the seed. They go do that. <laughs> well, well, well right. they, you know, oh, they, they put in there, they want them to make a business plan. You know, what would your salon mm -hmm. look like? And there's no reason for someone learn how to do hair and understand the bit, the industry first before you get into trying to open it. But it's like they plant that yeah, seed yeah, yeah. in there whenever that they, they haven't even had one paying client yet. And they've got it in there that, oh, I'm going to be a salon owner. So you've got to be able to address that. And say, look, right. Yeah, there's there's you can try to figure it out and do it on your own, which I can tell you from personal experience, it's a heavy lift. Or yeah. you can join a team that you really connect with and get into right. an established salon that could open up multiple locations to be a part of. So then that relieves right. that valve of what's been planted in there. It's like, okay, if I want to do that, I can partner with these people that's got a pretty darn good thing going already. And so then right. you and then you know you put it in there if they've got it in their head hard though, that non-compete will be like, well, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I'm gonna have to talk to that and say, oh that hey, that's fine. I need uh, to talk least, to my attorney or my family right. or see if this is at if this is all, even legal for me to sign. Right. At least we all know now, and that's fine. If you don't want to right. sign it, that's absolutely fine. And I will say, this is super important. If you have a non-compete, you have to enforce it. I don't care yeah. if it's your favorite yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because it won't legally stand up if you if you don't right. enforce it. It will make right. all your other agreements invalid. Yep. yep. If you if you let one yeah. person like, say, if ours is seven miles, we said, well, you know, we really like Susie, and it's six miles. We're gonna We're just gonna let, let her go. do it right. and let it go. Well, we've just totally undercut ourselves and that it is a right. valid defense for anybody else because now I'm not treating people the, the same yeah. way by the same agreement that someone signed. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you guys, if this is helpful, do me a favor and say helpful in the comment section. And again, I just want to say if you've decided non-competes are not your jam, I, and by the way, I'm not a fan of saying like, 
you have to sign a non-compete because we don't want you to go work anywhere else. And like, we're gonna hold you hostage. Like, I just want you to hear the intention that we're using this non-compete as almost a way to filter people out early on that are planning to leave and go do something else. You're, you're testing that. It's a little test on the system. And again, I think the, the biggest thing in this hiring process is say, I want you to know that in, the, in our salon, we have a career path for you that if you want to become a leader, we can help you do that. If you wanna become part of our ownership, our management team, we can help you do that. If you wanna become part of an ownership team with us, we can do that. And if you wanna even open your own salon, if let's say we work together for the next five or 10 years and it's an incredible experience and one day you wanna go open your own space, can I just tell you, I would love to partner with other incredible, amazing individuals who believe in the same things that we believe to open more locations and to help see them grow. And if that's in the case of the future, it doesn't mean you're promising them that, it just means if they're that type of person, they have an opportunity for you. And if they look at you and they go, dang, that's an amazing opportunity, that would be great. But here's the only catch. And then we got to wrap this podcast in just a few minutes. Here's the only catch, okay? Is if you've said, I will uh, open another salon with you and you, you have that conversation in the hiring process and they thought that was going to be a five-year thing and five years in, you go, oh no. I would never want to open a business with Doug. Like he's a horrible employee. He barely shows up on time. He doesn't get what he wants to do. I, I would never open a salon with Doug, but now you keep them on and you want them to work and you just want them to be a really good employee. But in their head, they still want to open a salon. Well, in my mind, that is the time when they should open a salon and go work somewhere else on their own. And I don't, I don't mean that from a standpoint of like, yes, they should run and take all quote their guests with them or any other stuff. But just know if you've resigned in your head, to them leaving or to not making them a part of your ownership and leadership team, but you want them to stay, know you're setting yourself up for that moment that they're gonna say, okay, it's time for me to go. And don't be surprised when they take uh, some staff with them, some guests with them and all that other stuff because you've decided it wasn't worth running a business with them. So just know that if you've planted that seed and you're not planning to do that, you might need to have some other type of conversation around it. Or yeah, figure out like, there is a way for them to do it. And just like even having someone just buying in as ownership because these people do it all the time. They promised it, but the owner keeps oh, yeah. dragging their feet and dragging their feet. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. it's going to look like. And right, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, we're working on one. it. We're working on it, and they don't do it. We've seen it. So, it's like I don't know why they left. It's like, well, how long have you been right. promising them an opportunity? Well, three years. About three years, right? And it's like you can't do that. You got to have yeah. it set up no, where they don't can. tease I mean, it, man. And because we help people all the time, you get a good evaluation. Let's have a good plan. You know, make sure that you've right. got real profit that you're that they're actually buying into. Yeah, so there, there's a way to right. do it, and that, I think it solves a lot of the problem that we're talking about about people leaving because they no longer see their future yeah. with you. Yeah. So just prescribing for you guys today. Uh, ha have if you if you feel like putting a non compete or at least allude to a non compete, talk, start talking about it in the hiring process. Hire right in the first place. Hire somebody who wants to be a lifer for you, who wants to stick around, not just somebody who wants to build their business. Hire right in the first place. Hire for culture fit that says they want to go on that ascension path and get somewhere. And if they don't want to do it now, they're open to it. Great, put them on that path, but talk about it up front. Seed the right ideas, and then make sure you future pace, and then deliver on the promises that you have uh, as you talk with them and get them where you want to go. And it will make a world of difference in how you work with your staff. So this has been helpful, and you think it will prevent you uh, from losing Losing some of your best team, do me a favor and say super helpful in the chat. And if you want more great content like this, check out evorevopodcast.com or go over to our website, 
uh, highperformancesalon.com and check out all of the great resources we have for you totally free. Or you can check out our free Facebook group called Profitable Salon. Give us a look there and see what we can do. We look forward to serving you and helping you grow. And if you want any more information, feel free to shoot me a DM. Doug, thanks for being on today. Have a great week, you guys. Bye for now. Great, guys. Thanks for listening to the Evo Revo podcast. Today's podcast was brought to you by SalonScale, allowing you to charge by what you know, not by what you feel. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and you can always get more information, including show notes and the video episodes at EvoRevoPodcast.com.